Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. So we're back with another two-part episode. Bear with us. We're going to try something different by uh, trimming down some of the timing on our episodes. I think we're going to go to to like a 30 to 45, just because we realize that a lot of people have uh, commented and shared with us that that's a good sweet spot for whatever you guys are doing. So check it out. Let us know if you like this. Email us, comment, like, subscribe. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to part two of A Strong Black Woman. I hope you enjoy part one. Here's part two. One thing I was going to say is, so my definition of a strong black woman is, you know, I do have, I, I'm, I'm 50-50 because I think I've been around a lot of women that were strong, but I think the whole idea and narrative of a strong black woman may be problematic within itself in terms mm. of black women have bared the brunt of like a lot of what, you know, us as a black culture have had to deal with. Cause you gotta think even a lot of the pioneers of, uh, of black culture, they were um, black women and they helped us get out of like our biggest civil rights. You talk about slavery, you talk about all <coughs> black women consistently have uh, always <coughs> the ones to bear the burden. Um, so to make somebody consistently strong, that's the problem too, because when someone's always strong, what happens is you never help the strong person. The person that you think is strong never gets the support. The person that you, you say is strong never really gets checked in on. And I think that's sometimes the problem with the whole narrative of what a strong black woman is. So I think that strong black woman has been preached to us because I think it is a prototype in which we look at a lot of women under because we want our woman to be you know, strong, you know, speak their mind, um, direct, um, resilient, able to withstand and a lot of times we're standing some of the stuff that we as men put on them, which is unfortunate. But I think it's, it's some uh, problems with that. Before we go start talking about that, I got a, a little uh, blurb I'm going to read real quick. And then we can talk about this. So uh, it says the superwoman's, uh, the five elements of a superwoman or the strong black woman is uh, feeling obligation to present um, image of strength, feeling obligation to suppress emotions a resistance of being vulnerable, a drive to succeed despite limited resources and feeling the obligation to help others. So a lot of what you uh, put into a strong black woman, a lot of those things. And I, when I read that, I was just like, dang, that's not a lot of things that, that might be strength, but that's that must suck being that strong. So whereas I want to take a, a turn, whereas the, is it being a strong, <coughs> a neg- negative within itself that we consistently paint that's this narrative of what a strong black woman is. I'll, I'll start with Tam and then I'll go to Sky. Um, I have a different pers- perspective than you. So oh, please I don't do. necessarily, I don't necessarily think it in terms of a negative thing. Um, and I, th- I think it's all definition based. So like to me, strength comes in the ability to take okay i'm married right so getting back a tad bit to the submission issue right so um you have my husband his goals and his dreams within our marriage and then you have mine my vision and then you have us as a family right and when submission to me is nothing but being able to follow the vision of the family so if it's not within the vision of the family, that has nothing to do with superiority, if that makes sense. So you believe in partnership necessarily, partnership. Yes, yes, 
Okay. Yes. So my strength comes in being able to one, know for myself what my vision is, my plan for my life is, and being able to communicate that and to align that with our, our house vision. So what is our vision? And, you know, if that for us, it's creating an environment for all of us to flourish. And what does that mean? Does That's not me necessarily taking a back seat and supporting him go up the ladder. You know what I'm saying? That's us working together and giving and taking. So sometimes he'll give 60 and I'll give 40. That's still 100%. And sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes I may, it may even be 80-20 depending on the situation. Right, right, right. But it's, it's, about, it's balancing out that and knowing that um, I don't have to take a not knowing that I'm not about to bow down or take a back seat to um, being, oh, I'm just going to follow because yeah, you can be try- following nothing. Yeah, that, that, I think that's I was going to try to let Dame great. rest, but I knew Dame just woke up a sleeping giant. Hold up. Slow. No, <laughs> I'm just going to let it rip. Go ahead, whatever. Go ahead. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> was that for me? Yeah, yeah, you good. You oh. good. I know Scott. I was just going. I was going. I was just going to piggyback off of what she said. I, I think. I, I think that's what makes a strong woman. That balance part is like super, a super important thing. I think because, like, while while the while the strong black woman might know that the husband or might let the let the husband be the, the uh, what you want to call it. I don't want to call it the lead, but uh, the head of the household. But they know how to make sure that the vision of the household is going while still allowing the, the man to be the man of the house. You know what I'm saying? I think that balance is such a good thing. And I think she hit on that, like, straight on, right on the head, for real. Yeah. I just want to say that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said, though. That is not what you said. That's not that what you said. said. No, what you said. No, 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 no. No, not what she said. I'm leave, talking about what, said, not, not what Tammy said, what, what Melvin, what Melvin was saying. So that's what I'm saying, like, okay, so let's, no, so, but that's why I said maybe subservient, I was like, well, maybe, I don't think subservient is the, the word, I just couldn't find the word I was looking for, but I'm saying to, to, like, you, like, I mean, think about, we all do it in in our jobs, in just everyday life, you, you lead from following, you may not be the supervisor, or the, the, the team leader, but you know how to steer it in a direction of where it, it needs to go. And also, what I think is very interesting is what about when we think about how has the definition changed as the roles of, of women or of black women have changed where we where 50 years ago, let's say 50 years ago, my grandmother was a homemaker. So she kind of gave up her dreams and gave up some things she wanted to do because she had a lot of children and in everybody's mind, it was like men go out and work and women stay at home. So how has that definition now changed that it's kind of shifted where it's like, no, well, I don't have to put my dreams aside so you can shine. Like we can, we can shine together. We can walk, you know what I mean? We can, I, I don't have to quote unquote, take a back seat. So I think what you said, so what you said and what you just said were two different things. Kind of what you said was kind of, I would think a lot will probably base that out of misogyny. Um, it sounded a little misogynistic, what you said originally, only because I think that whole submissiveness thing, I think that's just not the way. But I think a lot of men, where we are still looking at life through it sometimes until we are enlightened, 
through a traditionalist lens. Whereas though, this is the role, this is what a woman does, this is what a man does. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think you just gotta, I think everybody just needs to make sure you find somebody or make sure somebody subscribes to that so they know what they're getting themselves into. But I think there is a, uh, so like, I always talk about codependence and dependence. Like it's a fine balance of both. But I think what happens is a lot of times as men, our place has never been challenged probably until like the last, you know, 10 years. Whereas though now men are now not even like the, at the top. Like black women are like the top of education. They're the most CEOs are like black women now. So it changes our perspective and from an ego perspective because men are a lot of times ego based. So I get what you were saying, but I think when you say, when you ever so subservient or submissiveness, I think that just kind of supports the narrative of a strong black woman has to be submissive, but yet still really know that he's going to F up. Like I always take the analogy of the, uh, the husband back in the day, they always say like in the fifties and sixties that would go out and drink up all his money. But then the woman had to go back and fix it and repair it. And like, that's like continuously been the narrative. So that black woman, yes, she was strong for doing that, but like she was beat down too because she had to receive that. And now, partnership is like now where everybody's going into but with that being said some people look for partnership I, I just heard this the other day and then some people look for companionship so what happens a lot of times people want to say oh i want a partner but really they just want a companion because the difference between the partners like we're going to do it together versus the companion is like i'm gonna do me I want your company you want your attention but i ain't i don't really i like the i like i like my space and i like yours and i like the traditional roles so I just think it's some competing narratives. Are we changing? Are we changing the tradition? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm asking you. Of are course. We I think we are. I don't. I mean, I don't. So part, of, part, of, part, uh, uh, part of changing the tradition is us as strong black men understanding that women don't have to take a back seat. Like you said, it's yeah. more so. It's more so they are all equal. Like when we're in a relationship and we're married and we're engaged, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not us saying, yo, we're going to leave this household. No, it's like, come on, babe, we're leading together. And that's part of that change that Dane is talking about, that we as men have to um, understand. Yeah. Because it's... Oh, go ahead, Sam. You good. Okay, so I grew up in a very traditional um, household. Um, I have um, eight siblings, and my mom um, stayed at home. And my dad had his own business. But at the same time, like the definition of um, marriage and companionship was totally different than, I guess I would have say traditionalism. So yes, my dad will go out and work, but he will also come home. And if the bathroom needed to be cleaned, he would clean the bathroom. My dad taught my mom how to cook. And so a lot of the things that were traditional women, oh, you cook, you clean, you do all of these things. And that's that's not something that I experienced on, I, I experienced the balance of partnership while being in that traditional setting, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I, 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 I think that there is um, a, a perspective shift in what um, balance is and what support is for one another. Because the support that um, I give my husband is not the same support he gives me because we both need different we have different needs so understand understanding yeah so understanding that 
and knowing that like if if I'm putting it in biblical text from like you know the man being the head of the house he he's also supposed to give up his life like Christ did for the church so like if 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 his like if he's leading that is the type of love that needs to be portrayed I like it yeah for for yeah. the submission of the family for the woman to say yes I submit under the vision of this family because I know right. that you're leading in a way that is giving up you your yourself giving of yep. yourself just like I'm giving of myself mm-hmm. I like it but Mo we um, we got cut off when you were saying your point so I was gonna let you give yeah. it yeah oh yeah um. My my uh definition is like a mixture of uh Damien and Tammy, whereas where Tammy said um something something like um she has an identity. So um and then like um what Damien said with um like the traditional role of a mother, like as your mother, like she she's able she she serves like a bunch of different roles and is able to do those roles. But um I would say Ty and Tammy whereas Yes, those roles don't really define who she is as an individual. And that would be like my definition of a strong black woman. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I, I don't want to go down that route yet. So, um, so one thing that came up when we was talking about this in the group chat is like a lot of times men putting on women kind of the definition of what they can use. Do, I'm gonna ask this question to any everybody. Can we talk on as men? Should we be talking on what a strong black woman is if we are not that? Should we literally, because we don't experience a, being a woman, should we not be speaking on something we don't talk? We uh, we have nothing, know nothing about. I think we can give our. I feel like you I'm, can I'm speak say. on it from a place of um, what you ha- have seen. And then what you what you read or not necessarily as far as information, as far as like education, educating yourself on like books like I can't I'm not a financial guru, but I can speak on finances because of the books I've read. You know what I'm saying? So um, are you going to take my word as absolute? No, you shouldn't. You should do your own research. You should do your own due diligence. But as far as a place of, from personal experience you can only speak of from your perspective of what you've seen. And I'm speaking on my perspective of who I am. And that, yeah. I think that's the difference. So I think that was my whole point in the conversation is saying like, no, we shouldn't be saying we're defining what a strong black woman is. And that's what I tried to make that clear. I'm not trying to say we're defining. What I'm saying, we should be able to get on our podcast and and maybe maybe Tammy and, and Sky aren't there, and we can talk about what we feel um, from our experiences of dealing with Black women, and experiences and um and growing up with Black women. We can talk about what we think they are without calling it mansplaining. And that's and that's why I don't, I know that's not necessarily how it goes. And I said in Palmer's and um, uh, Dane's point was like when you start doing that, it's like a fine line between now. Like we are just saying our opinions, or are we, or are we trying to define it? I don't know. Yeah. It just depends on how how some people <laughs> will listen to it. Mm. Yeah, how do they interpret it? Mm-hmm. What about to say, Scott? You had something to say? I only wanted to say that I do believe if if in a traditional household, I guess the man is the head of the household, but a woman is the neck. 
Like, oh, your head can't move yeah. without your neck. So I, I'm a firm believer in that. I wouldn't call it subservient or nothing. It's just necessary. It's just how it, it should go. It's, it seems like to be the most functioning model of a household, you know? I don't think anyone's subservient. That sounds harsh. Listen to what Tammy said though. I think that my opinions are different because I grew up in a single parent household and I'm a single person myself. So the way I take care of myself and the way I view a man's role in my life is completely different than for what she's grown up saying and what the role she takes now. So originally without hearing beforehand what she said, I did think that you take it, you like putting your goals aside, like that sounds crazy, but if you're for the betterment of your whole family as an organization, not an organization, but you know what I mean? Like as a group, if, you're, <laughs> if your unit, goals yeah. align with a unit, yeah, as a unit, if your goals and your husband's goals align with the betterment of you guys overall, then yeah, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. Like that sounds really, that sounds like a partnership, but I think that's true also that you want to have, you have to decide whether you want a partner or a companion because that's, that's a huge, it's a huge factor in what the unit is. Mm. And then to go with the subservient thing, it's like, that's, that's, that's obeying without question. So that's saying yeah, that yeah, I, I don't have a right to question anything that you decide. So you can run us into bankrupt. You can do all these things, mm -hmm. and I can have a stronger intellect to foresee a little bit. And yes. I'm not doing anything because you said so. No, said that's so. not how yeah, it's going to so happen. I've always been re reserved about like marriage and that kind of because it sounds scary and horrible but like going on with Tammy said that sounds nice that sounds kind of cool I could you know for the better our people you feel like okay that. I mean uh, it, it, it it's marriage to me is all about you you defining it for yourself and not necessarily off of what your you know family of origin like everybody goes back though. to that's, family that's 2020 though yeah that is that's, that's how times are changed that's been there was a time where it's just all right, you with this man now, that's your life, sis. Like, okay, whatever you thought you was going to do, did. Like, there was right. a time when that was surreal. So that's it's cool that it's evolved into, you know, us having a say in life. <laughs> and, and so, but no, because, I'm sorry, but exactly to what Scott just said, that's the point that I was making. Like, there was a time where it was like, oh, you, you with this man? So, so what here, alcoholic, and he keep drinking the money away every Friday? Don't leave, hang in there, cause you guys got married, and you know what I mean. Like, is 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 that fair? Like, as men, I've no, it's never, not fair. We we've <laughs> never been put in that position. Not never. I won't say never. A majority that that's not the story that's been told of us. That we keep ask we we like you keep asking women, black women, to hang in there from. We asked Tina Turner to hang in there, and apparently Ike was beating her like a slave. You use the example of men drinking all of the the money away, but we're gonna keep asking them to to hang in there, and and that's not right. You know what I mean? But I, and I think that yeah. there's a, a I know older women that be like, "Well, your man put his hands in a little bit. What you did? Like, excuse me, ma'am." Right. Oh, you look at you in there. You in there making that man be on you? Like, I'm sorry. I think that was a you thing, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, that's, like, oh, so, like, so, like, so that's why 
Uh, this is why I always say, like, we the generation of change. Like, we, like, us, yeah. our age group are the, the ones that need, uh, are the ones that are kind of shape how everything else goes. Like, we're the ones with, with uh, generational wealth. We're the one with education. We're the one with, we're the one where the uh, men need to understand the women, the women role. Like, it's not just a, it's not just mm-hmm. to be subservient to them, it's to, to yeah. partner with them. I think we are that generation. And, I, and that's, I, I always go back to that. Like, we are that change. So we need to understand that. And we need to get that message out. So let me, uh, let me uh, uh, alley you to. Uh, hey, hey, hold on. Hey, hey, John, can I jump in real quick? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, like Damien, yeah, you know, real quick shot. You know, right. uh, Damien's point um, about how women, uh, how much a woman can take. Like Tammy and Scott, like how do y'all feel as um as black women? To um how Tyler Perry depicts black women as how strong they are based on how resilient and all the like mistreatment and abuse that they have to go through. And like, oh, and, like at the end of the day. That's like no, that's the same question you just asked. Right. Can you guys speak on what is a strong black woman? You can talk about it, but you can't yeah. say fake. Tyler Perry does not know what, like, he yeah. knows how to lay a wig. Like, I just, no, that's not. <laughs> 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 you know, we're not with Tyler Perry. And do I think he's a show? No, so, no, sir. I think most, I, 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 most questions, I was saying, like, how do y'all feel about how he's depicted? Yeah, how do you like, think like, how, strong black like, is depicted? I think I like it's, it's, he wants to be. Ooh. Oh shit! All right, let me let Tammy go. <laughs> <laughs> I personally think um, the negative connotation was just a reality of what it was, mm. uh-huh. and so um, not se- not not necessarily right, but it's just the reality of how women in general, or like Black culture, are sweeping things under the rug over and over and over and not being able to communicate, not being able to hold people accountable and staying when it's in your, uh, like in risk of your health, your mental um, wellness of everything. And so um, it makes money because sadness and pity sells. Trauma connects. Yeah. Yeah. And and people do connect with that. And that storyline is, it's really real. And, um, Dial of a Mad Black Woman is the first thing that came to mind when I thought about that. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, it's really real. So, yeah. to, for him, I mean, <laughs> on a bro- yeah. hold on, before we get to Scott, on a broader sense, I guess, uh, what is it like? How do we, how can I say this? Black woman, how can we better as men? What do we, what can oh. we do? Melvin's, this is Melvin's the go-to question. What can we do to support okay. a black woman? Yeah, this is Melvin's go-to. My, my biggest thing I would say is to, and this is very difficult, but to strap the ego. Because there's a book, Ego is the Enemy by um, Ryan Holiday. Oh, and yeah, that's my it's, um, it, it's really good. I mean, and it's for everybody. Very good book. And um, what it really essentially says is that it's our own fault that things happen the way they do or the way you perceive other people is because of your ego. Mm. And if you will let ego aside and think of the betterment of everybody, then it doesn't matter if it's his or hers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you'll be able to connect better and it wouldn't be like accountability, accountability wouldn't be an issue. 
Like there, nothing would really be an issue if all of us let our ego aside. But I think men in particular um, have a strong, is a stronghold to try to even let that break sometimes. Mm. Scott, I got a question for Mark Palmer after this, but go ahead, you first. I was, I was gonna say that that men should just listen. It's it's about not listen like like to what I say, but just listen to what's going on. Listen to the room. Listen to the environment. Listen to your partner. Like just be mindful that you are not the only opinion. Like whatever you say is not. There are other opinions that could be helpful. Like if you're a partnership, be truly a partnership. Don't say you're a partnership, but really you're just trying to like you know take over the whole show. Like really work with your partner and just listen. Listen. Okay. No, Palmer, yeah, I wasn't. Y'all make me want to read. <laughs> I, I literally just downloaded the book. I'm gonna start reading it on Monday. I'm gonna start reading it on Monday because I've been telling, I've been talking to my friends about pride and ego and what it what it pushes people to do. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask a question to Palmer to get him uh, into the into the convo because I, I know he like he likes to sit back. Um, no, I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm yielding the floor to the guests, man. I'm, I'm letting them talk and. I don't know what you want me to say, but yeah. Um, talk, talk, talk to the point of, from a man putting your ego aside, like how easy or hard that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But I, I did want to piggyback on. Uh, 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 what was, what was the question that Melvin raised not too long ago about can men talk about? Um, was is that what you said, Melvin? You said can men talk about? what a, a strong black woman was? Yeah, can we talk about our opinion of what a strong black woman is without it being called mansplaining? And, and so my so, so my, my pushback was, I wanted to add a validity and firsthand account to the conversation. You know, if we're just gonna be in the basement shooting the shit, that's fine, but if we about to go on the podcast, let's be listening to a bunch of people, and we just talk about what a strong black woman is, and neither one of us is a part of that marginalized group. It, it almost like we're, it's, it comes off condescending to, in my opinion, and demean it. Uh, like at least have a woman who, you know, could speak to it more clearly than we can. So that was my only thing. Like I understand what you're saying. Like you want to, can I share my opinion if I have good intent? But I said, I feel like it can. It's a thin line. It could be misconstrued and taken the wrong way. You know, like I wouldn't. Yeah. And I, the, the analogy or the example I brought up, like I wouldn't want to talk about mental illness on a podcast without at least a medical professional or a social worker or someone that's in that field. You know, I don't want to come off as matter of factly on mm -hmm. on uh, serious topics. Yeah, yeah. that's and my, my my only my only point to that was like I I don't feel like we will always come off with matter of factly in my mind, but like, I know it can come off to some people as that way. So that. That no, was, I, I think, that, 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 that was that, where that, I, that's where we were talking past each other. It wasn't right. Right. I don't think we were necessarily disagreeing. It was more so different points of views. From no, right, right. Yeah, and I, and I just felt like you know, black women are already one of the most underappreciated creatures on on the earth. And I, I appreciate them so much so that I want them to have a voice and I want them to be a part of the conversation. And so we have a platform. Well, we're gonna have a voice. I see what you did there. That boy hard now. <laughs> That boy. <laughs> <laughs> I see what he did there. He's trying to get back on everybody. Good graces, baby. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, I was, you know, trying to use all the platform we got, man. But yeah. Um, so one one thing I thought was cool, we all said something like, um, "When is it too much strength? Like, when is it like as a black woman, not necessarily with your partner, but in life, because y'all deal with different stuff in different facets of life." 
Like, when is it you like, all right, I'm tired of being strong. And then I need somebody where I can let my guard down. Maybe you need somebody or you just need some space, maybe a self-care, maybe something like that. But like, when is it like, all right, I'm tired of being strong. Um, all the time. <laughs> like that shit is tough. Like you said, you said something like that in the beginning about how what it actually is to be strong. Like, well, expected to be, you know, like the backbone of everything. Like taking care of everything, getting things done. You have that expectation on you all the time. You can't tell nobody. Like I say, I'm tired, but like my tired and your tired are two different tires. And like you might not think, like you might think that I'm doing things that aren't physical. Like I'm not. I'm not actually, you know, I'm not fixing the toilet. I'm not mowing the lawn. But, like, emotionally, to be bearing the brunt of a lot of things that we're expected to bear is, is exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. I will say that, I will say that it is, um, it can be challenging, um, to say the least. But I think the balance comes in um, with your partner's strength. So for, for instance, for me, um, this back in December, um, I took like a me retreat, right? And that's just me, no TV, no internet, no phone, no nothing, and just time to reflect and to see, you know, to pull out all of the good. Because a lot of times we're ripping and running, we're doing all of these things and our fulfillment level is low. So like if you are, if you're, if you're always going and going and going and not rejuvenating yourself, you can always feel tired. You can always feel exhausted. So it comes to a point of taking care of yourself the way you need to be taken care of as a strong black woman. And so what that did for me was it helped me release a lot of my thoughts and feelings and things that as a mom that I was doing good and bad, I could see that as, as a wife, as the person, you know, um, the things that I like to do. Okay. Well, Tammy, where are you slacking it? And then when I came back, the first thing um, my husband said was like, Whoa, you look like a different person just because I was able to step back and breathe. And so I think that has to do with, um, a lot of times black women don't know how to stop or there's so many pressing things that you don't take the time because everything is important. And so making, and so making all of the important stuff wait for your number one priority, which is yourself. So if you don't take care of yourself, you can't really help anybody else. Jim Rohn has a quote that you take care of you for me and I'll take care of me for you. And that's, that's more about this. Your peace of mind is more, more important than you trying to do everything for everybody else because at the end of the day if you're empty you're giving out empty love you're giving out empty um grace you won't give anybody grace because you're not giving yourself enough and so um i think as women in general it's it's stop i think as women in general like it's 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 just you're expected to carry the load. So you put that expectation on yourself. And so it takes a partner or a person that really genuinely loves you to say, you know what, take a break or step back. You don't have to handle it all. We can work together. And that's when communication comes in too. Um, Being able to communicate and articulate in words what you feel, because a lot of people um show what they mean through actions or the way they you know just the things that they do so um 
when you're able to sit down and have these conversations with whoever your whoever your um, strength source is. It it doesn't necessarily have to be a married woman. It could be just a woman in general. Whoever your support system is, being able to go back and have those vulnerable moments with, because you don't have to be strong and mighty, because your strength comes from being vulnerable. So. Tell them. Can I get that quote again? Yeah. Okay. You take care of you for me and I take care of me for you. I like that. I like that a lot. I think what Yeah, she that was um that was like Vince Carter with his elbow in the um, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she came in. <laughs> and, and that's, that's the part and that's the part <laughs> where we would have missed. If it exactly. just would have been us five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But to one point, Tammy, one thing Tammy uh, talked about, and I think Scott kind of hit on it in a different way, that women can never disconnect. And men, we have the unfortunate masculine luxury of disconnecting. Because you always think about how when a guy comes, the man traditionally, when a TV show comes home, grabs a beer and turns the TV on. But always while he's turning the TV on, you see the woman running around taking care of the kids. Okay, let me ask you this. What do you you consider disconnecting? And the reason I'm saying that is because, like, I take my coworker, for example. He's the exact opposite. So, like, he, he, he works all day. His wife is at home. So when he gets home, he allows her to unwind and then he he'll you know he'll get them ready for bed he'll play with them he'll make sure his two daughters eat and things like that so i i, I mean that may be specific to your situation but no, that's that's, ex- you say, that's exactly what i'm talking about okay so when you say disconnect what are we are you just talking so, about like okay i'm sorry go ahead so like to tammy's point she was talking about like a lot of times being able to recharge like oh okay yeah. a, a part of recharging is you got to disconnect so you can recharge right. And a lot of times that luxury, as men, we don't even notice it because it's so easy for us to get our space yeah. and our time. But like a lot yeah. of times women have to fight for that. Like they have to come into you and say, look, I need some me time. Whereas though, like you said, <laughs> like a good guy, whereas though he's saying yeah, like, I know this he's not trying to drain her. He's saying like, I'm not going to drain you. I, I, I wonder, you. I wonder in your coworkers, uh, circumstances, it, did he automatically start doing that, or did it was it something? That, you know, like, hell, he man. learned over time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, he no, he did. Nah, we did. He talked about it. he he noticed uh-uh. it. He said he he could tell how his, how his wife was responding. How he I think he said he looked at her, and he could tell how she was responding. He just saw how she kind of felt, and then maybe she said she did say something to him one day, and he was like, you know what? Let me not be so so selfish about it. You know what I mean? I can't pull my weight. In this area too, and then maybe that is to your point. A lot of times, as a man, you think as mm-hmm. long as you bring it home a steady paycheck, you pulling your weight. But right. that's not just pulling. That's your not weight. even the case. Cause, I mean, because if you got a, if you got a woman making the same amount as you, or even more sometimes, you know what I'm saying, hey, it ain't really right. about that no more. <laughs> you know what I'm money ain't even a, money. Money only covers our survival. It don't cover nothing emotional. It don't cover nothing like help. spiritual. <laughs> No, I don't. Because at the end of the it day, it it, money don't help at all. No, if, if, at, if money is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought you. I, to, well, to me, to me, it's like money is a tool. Like you got money once you're comfortable. It's, it's a book. Tammy probably knows better than I do. But it's, it is a book where an author said once you hit a certain dollar amount of money, okay. money no longer becomes 
a something that can make you happy because you all your needs are met. Once you so talk about rich people. All You're not down to your last. Like you can pull out. A, if somebody spent a thousand dollars, they ain't gonna hurt you. Like you're gonna be all right. That's that's a difference. Where's that's to yourself, young man? I'm just saying, but you're comfortable. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> you're comfortable, like you're not gonna bankrupt. You're not gonna be on the street. So that's what I'm saying. After, I'm saying, all right. I mean, I guess we talking from we talking from our. I guess we can all call ourselves middle class and above. But I guess I'm speaking for somebody who where where the where the relationship we are working paycheck to paycheck where if you do get more money it it will it will alleviate oh, that puts a strain. and if it's not it puts a strain that's a whole nother stressor that can't be explained without money it's but, true I mean, that's where it's coming from but if you have something deeper than money you can get through that money situation because money can come and go like money's going to come and go you can, so, but it's a lot of people that don't because that's why yeah. a lot of divorces are. That, that goes I'm, back I'm, to a tank with what you decided of, is important. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what Tammy said. What's, what you decide is important yeah. at the beginning. So if our love is important, mm-hmm. like this money can go. We on the side of the street and we got a can of beans and we got our love. Like, we can run to that. that. It's easy I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, okay, okay, okay. So let me say this too. <laughs> All right. Um, to just give context to no, just to give context from where I'm coming from. Okay, so when um Quentin and I got together, he was pretty much he was still in the military. But when he got out the military, he didn't have a job. Um, he came to Michigan and he immediately started going to school. During that process, um, I mean, he worked, but it wasn't like it wasn't a job. You know what I'm right. saying? It was like what you would do when you're in college. And I was working then. Um, and so I was pretty much the breadwinner of the house. Now, um, things changed, you know, we moved up here after he got out of school and I started at ground zero for, from a job standpoint, I didn't work at all. And then when I did start, I started from ground zero cause I changed completely of what I was doing. Okay. And so, um, the transition of having, having a baby while he's in school, and all of that. So with the money aspect, we weren't making a whole lot. But I think before you get to a money issue, issues go deeper than money. So it's the feeling that money gives you. And so if you are having issues within a relationship that are dealing with money, right. money is not the thing. It's not the thing at all. It's not and, it's a situation. And so yeah. yes. And That's so um so on that aspect of money, I would say money is not the end all be all in relationships because we were broke oh. and oh we, i'm not saying you know, that money is the end all be all i just wanted to make that clear okay no no i, I know you're okay. not saying that, but i'm saying <laughs> yeah, okay. i'm, right, I'm I, saying, I I'm saying that with with every relationship you you go through hills and valleys 
And no matter what the hills and valleys are, it's what you consider as priority in your life. Right. Okay. And I think yeah. it's together. It starts to also the starting points are very interesting because Tammy, you gave a little bit of your history, and I know Mel. He came to his significant other as an adult. Like I was making eight dollars, and I was seventeen at like uh, working at retail. So it's very different. Then you go through life together. It's different. And you, you're right. Once you go back and you find out, once you get to a certain point, with money is not money. It's it's what have you? Are you? I need space. I need uh, to feel uh, connected to you. We need to figure out how we can get back. So it's a lot of different things. It's not just like you said. I, I get that. I guess I was trying to speak from the, the lower class that because money, like like Tammy said, money is something that it might if if it's a problem, it'll bring out other problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it just accentuate other stuff that you don't know is wrong. So my situation is a little different because I'm coming in as an adult where, where yeah, we're both semi-successful. So where money might not be an issue, you just got to figure out the whole other part of life. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And that's sometimes, that's the harder part. <laughs> it is. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it oh, is sometimes. Yeah. It is. It is sometimes, really. Um, yeah. That's the tough part. Um... <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I guess I ask all the fellas real quick. Is it okay for, you know, I think like right now, if you look at statistics, women, black women are like scheduled to make a lot more money than black men. Do you, how do y'all feel about black women making more money than black men? Is that not a problem? How do y'all feel about that? Not just your significant other, but just in general. I think if you can do the job and you and you earning the money, I don't care which, who, female, male, whatever. I don't care what it is, what it is. Yeah, I don't care at all. Exactly. If you're smarter yeah. than me, you should be making more money than me. Period. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So you think I don't think it's a problem as as long as we don't, like you said, derive. We don't begin to derive our value from money, and then derive the value of our relationship from money. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 real. Um. Okay, I can't dang with the jump. <laughs> Um, so another, we got to close out. So is misogyny, misogyny, like misogyny for men? Is Close it? Out with misogyny, yo? Yeah. I'm about to keep it going. You really want to keep it going. Is misogyny dead or is it just more covert now? It's changing. It's changing. I think it's just, think, well, I'm, I'm going to say my opinion first. I think misogyny, because kind of what we I, I, I developed, because I like, you have one, like uh, Palmer said, you have a conversation in a group chat, and you have a conversation that you want to publicly know. I think a lot of times misogyny is still alive and well in a lot of these, a lot outside of public situations. What happens to me, if, if it's still present, we haven't been progressive at all. Just because we're not presenting that to the world, that doesn't mean no. you, you haven't advanced. Because at the, okay, end, okay. at the end of the day, you're okay. still, which it's in your heart. So in my mind, I think misogyny is actually probably went up a little bit. But I think what people is, they're, they're scared to show it because of the consequences. I don't agree. The way my, okay. I don't I'm going to say, yeah, um, what, you, what was it that you said? You said, um, uh, when I when I think about misogyny, um, I think that oh you said um it's uh, it's not being talked about or it's, um what, what, what you said you said covert. I'm saying it's, it's, it's not, covert. 
He's being covert. Okay, so misogyny, I think misog when you come to misogyny, it's pretty much on the same parallel as racism. Because racism has been around for how long? And up until, up, up until now, up until now, like, it still exists. Yeah. Um, and, and, and throughout all the work that's being done, like all the social justice um, groups, um, individuals, companies, even um, certain companies having like um, ethnic inclusion and, and everything like all the, like all the above, and yet racism still exists. Because a lot yeah, of that stuff is like, Yeah, and, and, and I think it's the same thing with misogyny. Like even yeah. though like it's, it's really no longer um, covert, it's like people just don't. It's not being spoken. It's not like it's not being spoken about. It's just really not being heard. Yeah, like I think it's legit being sucked on the road. I think sometimes is I think sometimes it's ignorance a little bit. I mean, hear me out. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's kind of like a uh, if I had to use an analogy, it's kind of like the onion. You just kind of peel it back. Like when you mm-hmm. find out that something you said is or something that you're thinking is is misogyny, right? And somebody tells you about it, you try not to do it again, right? <laughs> so then the next time you say something or do something like that, it's up to your homeboys to tell you, like, bruh, that ain't cool. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you, you, every time that happens, we need we need to hold each other accountable and tell them, like, yo, that's not cool, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a good word to use. Ignorance. I was about to say, every, I think a lot of people won't admit this, but I'll say it for them. But I think a lot of people, they have a, <laughs> they have a healthy amount of toxicity that they, they, wanna, they want in their life. Just, just, uh, of course they do. Just to keep it. Just to keep it. Just to keep it. Yeah, to keep it. I'm about to say, yeah. I, I like how you try to spring, spring right in there real quick. Yeah, I know, I know everybody got a little healthy. <laughs> I want to get my little toxic. It's a little toxic. But go, Scott. What you what you think about Miss uh, Ty Scott and uh, Tam? What y'all think about uh, misogyny? Yes, very what, much what so. Like, it's, oh, it's not. I don't think it's in the conversation that I've had. I do not think it's hitting. There are still men who feel that women shouldn't have a certain amount of like sexual partners and shouldn't be doing this, and they mad that women are mm-hmm. getting money or doing this or doing that. Or you think you all that because you got a business? Like what? Yeah, like, but that's, but it's, but that's, and I don't want to say it's ignorance because, like, come on, like, that's not, that's like, that's a racist say. Like, I didn't know that you can't yeah, say the N word. Like, yeah. yes, you did. Yeah. You did. At that point, you did. You just at that point, it's beyond. Like, it's just blatant disrespect. Yeah, like you're not, you're not ignorant. You just don't care. You feel like but, that's right. You can't, you can't convince people stuff they don't feel is wrong. Like, if you don't feel like you're wrong, you're gonna if, keep doing that. If, 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 if all his homeboys and all his parents and everybody that he grew up around is saying that around him, it is ignorance. <laughs> Just like white people. You are I mean, living in the world, bro. Like, no, you are yeah, living yeah, in the yeah, world. You, you go outside, you be much, everywhere. And you know, nobody else did that. But your people was like, don't you know if the, if the majority of people are doing something, then you're probably it. Like, come on, that's not, no. You don't you're not majority disagree. I disagree with you on that. And because people only see what they want to see. So just mm, like a, just like a white person may not their perspective of black people may be different. Well, is different than ours is only because they see what they want to see in it. Mm-hmm. And you you don't know what you don't see unless you don't uh, when you don't know. So that comes in the ignorance part. So um, I 
I tend, I'm overly optimistic most of the time, but in the circles that I am in, I don't see it as much. But I will say this, when you go down a level of um, not intellect, but like educating yourself, um, more people will end up having a higher rate. You know what I'm saying? So like, and it, and it all depends on your environment of who you are connected to, who are you talking to, and who, who you have in your circle that gears your perspective of things. So yeah. I would say for me, I don't see it as much. Not in my guy friends. Right. I was going to say, not, not in, what you said, you don't see it in all your friends. And I was going to say, I, I want to get a point in because we become, you put yourself, most people put themselves in the echo chamber. And everybody says they don't, they're lying, because you put people like-minded around you. So what happens is you literally just keep hearing the same things over and over and over and over. Because they people that's they your people. <laughs> so you yeah, I mean not well sometimes it's, that's why I I'm keep sorry. trying to parallel it to racism, right? Because if you think about it, I know mm-hmm. we don't like to hear it, but like some some racist white people don't know they're racist because they are only <laughs> around racist white people. So if it's a bunch of racist white people in one community and that's all they know, they don't understand that they're racist because they don't, they haven't stepped out of that box because they might not even understand that the box is so big (laughs) or I mean, so small, I mean, so small. And I think, I'm sorry, I think it goes to Tammy's point. Like sometimes you, you have to choose to educate yourself because some people do choose to put themselves in the echo chamber. And some people, it happens naturally because like just kind of gravitates towards like. But if you don't take the time to educate yourself to say, no, I'm, I'm going to make a conscious effort to find a different perspective or a different point of view, you get caught in your own echo chamber and you get, essentially, you get caught in your own ignorance. And my bad, one more thing, just like to your point, John, like I, I wanted to put this in a group, but I thought it would have been a bit misogynistic of us to to talk about what a strong black woman is without a, a a black woman present, because in my mind that would have been like our ego and our pride saying, well, this is what I think it is. And like we was talking about treading that fine line, because at that point we would have been projecting that onto them. Because what would have happened if I would have got on there and said, well, I think I should be allowed to beat my woman and she should stay. So like clearly, like clearly. Now we gonna tell you just because we are strong black men today, yo, fuck no. We that's right. No, that's just yeah. that's right. what I'm no, saying. Right, like right, if right. you go go to the extreme like that, no, like we we I get it, but I ain't mean to cut you off, but that's the extreme example. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's yeah. all right. Oh. I think that's the thing whereas though I don't think we check women, I will say one thing about women. Women are great at building community. Like they will build community. You can build community five, a big one. Both. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can take 10 women, put them in a group, They buy, give them two, three hours, they're going to build community. You put 10 men in the same room, we're going to isolate each other probably for the first hour, and then maybe we'll say, what's up, my nigga, and then keep it pushing. Like, it's, it's different. So what happens is a lot of times we don't check each other at the same rate. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things we don't, because like... Yeah, you check all the people here because I think you have a relationship. And you be like, yo, Dame, you tripping over there. Yeah. Stop, stop being <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I think it's hard because a lot of men ain't checking another one men because a lot of times checking another man means a fight. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I gotta fight you. Yeah. 
But it's true, though. <laughs> Man, that, that, especially when it comes to strangers, yo, and you I see something. Know. You got to fight them. You got to, like, do I want to die for this shit? <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, like, literally, I know that sounds like a joke, but it's like. It's serious. Baltimore, yo, do I want to, like, do I want to. You ready to shoot them or beat them up really, really bad? Yeah. Because you can't, you can't just go up to them and be like, yo, stop hitting that woman. You'll be like, what? Pop, pop, like you gone. No, actually, men that are hitting women are not about any of that. So you better get right better off just popping them. Like they're not, you hitting the woman, you're not about none of that. That's why you beat women. Oh, so you're saying the men that beat women, you could pop them, they're not gonna do nothing bad. You fight women on the regular. Like you're not, you know, you don't fight nobody but women. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that's, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I, I, yeah, that's funny as shit. Yeah, I'm I about to say I don't really. Got, I, I can keep talking, but we're gonna close it out. Any last words, Tammy and Scott? And then I guess I'll, I'll go to the guys first, ladies first. Hey, it was really great hearing all the stuff you were saying. You made me think a lot of nicer things about having a partnership than I thought originally. Scott, but I got a good question for you though, because one thing you said was though you said marriage is scary, and like, yeah, you said it's scary because of like what you've seen. No, just been like not knowing much about it. Like I grew up in a single parent household. I don't oh, okay. know anybody that's really married for real. People that have like I don't I don't know that. That's not part of what I know. So I do assume that, like, you know, it's a lot of women giving up their dreams and, like, been putting themselves on the back burner, taking care of kids and that kind of thing. I've, I've seen women I know, even that are, like, in long-term relationships and things like that, lose themselves to, like, being a mom and being a, being a wife and that being a, you know, whatever the word for long-term relationships is that's not married. That. Doing yeah. that, you lose yourself and you lose a lot of that. I've seen that happen a lot. So, so that's what I... You know, that's what I thought about it. And I I didn't know that there's people just really living like, yeah, I do my thing and he does this stuff and we do things together. Like, I didn't know people just doing that. Like, lit, that's, that's great. Good to know. Podcast success. Clap it up. Yeah, like, I learned something today. Thank you all. Like, this is great. And I, think that's, I think that's the disconnect where there's a lot of, you got to, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to find people that, like, subscribe to the same thing you you looking for. No, I think you did good. You picked two completely different, like, spectrum of women. That was good. That was perfect. Good job, guys. Good job, John. <laughs> <laughs> I know he wants to hear that. I know he wants to hear that. Nah. I, I, I You're one hell of a producer, John. You're one hell of a producer. Right, right. Take all the credit. I think right. I'm like the humblest guy ever, yo. What are you talking about? No, no. Oh all right, wow. Tammy. That's all right, that's Tammy. Yeah. Right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm surprised he didn't drop Claire Vaughn. Yeah, like, how do you say that? Like, no, actually, I'm going to have to say that. But okay. I have a, I have a rebuttal okay. to that. You said anybody says it doesn't mean it. I feel as though you claim what you want. No, no I'm saying you don't have to mention it. We would have No, I can mention Like, I tell you what I am. You don't tell me what I am. Well, if you, like, that's not humble. I think that's the ego part right there. That's not. I go, go, go. Literally the opposite direction. I'm about to say that is the opposite of humble. Yeah. Like, I don't, you don't tell me anything. I know it all. Like, I tell you, I'm actual. humble. You don't tell me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> sir. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay, humble. I know it all. That's antagonistic. That's a joke. Ooh. That's telling a woman. Yeah, you brought that up. 
I know that about myself though. Like I, I do like my wife was getting I would say digging in my ass earlier about that. She was just Oh, like, she probably was. Oh, she well, oh wow. <laughs> 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 uh, for John, you never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no. That's your first go-to move. Yo, you know, you already know, yo. All right, hold on. Let me take one shot and start twerking on tomorrow. Nah. No, what I was going to say is, I was going to say is, a lot of times, I, I think my opinion is like the paramount one. So I, I've actually, I think now I, I check myself a lot more weight. I used to be a lot more easy, egotistical. Tammy can tell you that I, I was full of myself probably from the age of uh, 15 to probably about 22, 23. And then I've calmed down a little bit, but, um, but no, but that's just a trait of mine. I can't, I can't help it, but I think I'm trying to, you know, you know, be, be more compassionate and all that kind of stuff. I think it's, it's also genetic, so I'm not going to get into that. But go ahead, Tammy. <laughs> Okay. Um, no, yeah, I don't, I think you can control it is what you choose to, but, um, I think this was very beneficial to have an open dialogue, um, just to have different perspectives of what a strong black woman is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really don't have too much to say. I hope I added um, value to your conversation. You did a lot of value. I appreciate you being on. It's been a long time coming. What'd you say, Scott? She was spitting the whole time. Yeah, she she had bars. Yeah. Like, she, she had bars. Yeah, so I'm like, wow. I wrote some things down in my head. I'm gonna get that tatted. <laughs> I wrote some things down in my head. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. I wrote it in my head. <laughs> um, so let me uh, close it out and then uh, don't don't log off just yet. But that's another episode of Answers to Views. We out. Appreciate it.